Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friends, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Yellow. And Dan. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about Netflix's anime Devilman Crybaby and anime culture. So spoiler alert for Devilman Crybaby. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So guys, what did we all think about Devilman Crybaby? Uh, having watched a lot of anime myself, uh, I would say I have a holler, higher tolerance for <laughs> when it comes to the weirder, stranger things, but uh even bearing all that in mind, I, 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 I did not care for Devilman Crybaby and don't understand what all the talk surrounding it was about. My anime culture is inferior to yours, Dan, but Correct. it definitely has enough like popular animes where I could say that my opinion is valid. Um, and at the very beginning, I thought I was watching like some sort of porno. Um, and then throughout, I still thought I was watching some sort of porno and therefore I liked it. No, I, I didn't like mm-hmm. Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> I was very overwhelmed, uh, overstimulated, and got confused by the story a lot. Yeah, uh, my anime culture is lower than both of yours. Correct. And um, I really enjoyed the concept of it, but yeah, I did not care for it tremendously. The, uh, the idea behind it, there is something definitely there where it's sort of like the social commentary on how destructive we as humans are um, as a whole to each other. And then that's like reflected in the demons. But oh man, was that nowhere cleanly explored in the execution. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people liked it because it was a unique animation style. But I don't think unique is the same as good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy Correct. the style. <laughs> so Devilman is the product of a Go No Guy. Um, from my understanding, vague understanding, it's one of those instances, it seems like a, it was created in the 1970s, at least the original concept, and it's probably far more popular overseas than it has, and like why it probably hasn't gained traction, at least in the United States, is probably why we didn't care for it as much as well. But, uh, but no, yeah, going slightly back to the animation that, that you mentioned, because it was uh, originally created in the 1970s, it was this weird blend of mix. I heard, like, a few mutterings on just the, the nerdy social media that I keep. It's like, oh, it's totally, like, reminiscent of that old, like, 80s animation style that we all came to know and love, but... I that's not how I described it. It, it was yeah, especially when you get into the uh, all of the sex scenes and the boobs bouncing up and down, and then the vagina monster coming and slicing the guy in half thing. That animation didn't come across as a uh, fun for me. It looked sloppy. <laughs> yeah, or at least I I agree they were definitely going for that, but just the subject material and the animation, there was no real blend or mix there. I kind of like it when uh. Um, you can point to the animation and it almost serves to like bolster the theme of something like the, uh, like the quirkiness of a stop motion, like a Wes Anderson film, Fantastic Mr. Fox or the new Isle of Dogs, like its whole quirky animation almost serves to like, um, better the, the quirky style of it too. That's a good point. Yeah. Getting into the series itself, I mentioned like I was overstimulated and overwhelmed and I watched this with a group of people and we all kept like turning to each other and being like, wait, what just happened here? What, 
can you, who is that? What's going on here? Like, um, that's Satan now? Is, wait, did he know that that was his goal? He, I thought he was a good guy? Yeah. With, just with bad morals? I. There's a lot that goes un, unexplained in, like, the very first episode. And even toward the end of the series, they need to flash back to the events of the literally first episode to recontextualize what is even happening. Um, literally what we brought up in our Pacific Rim episode, where it's... Um, we, we like it when there's not that exposition, if they sort of throw us into the world, but you can do this wrong as well, which I think Devilman did incorrectly, is they throw you into the world and expect you to know. They they present it in such a way, it's like, oh, what, you don't know who Amon is? The, the apex <laughs> demon or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to feel like I should have done some sort of homework assignment before watching something necessarily just the idea of trying to understand what ryu's goal was who by the way turned out to be satan um he engages with akira and turns him into a devil man supposedly because akira can handle it but then there are a bunch of devil mans eventually um which i did like that idea where um and obviously akira was the one who was like no it's like there's clearly more, there's not just me out there. Like, Ryu, why aren't we seeking these people out? It's like, no, they're not part of my mission that I don't even know what that is. Right, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what Ryu's mission was, and I guess he didn't either. But according to him, the idea was, if you get strong enough, now you can defeat demons. And, like, why wasn't the solution then to, like... he? Because he got the government involved pretty easily once he revealed that demons existed. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't he have done that sooner... And gotten the government involved sooner. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. I did not fully understand the goal, and I didn't understand the end result either. Let's see. So, for, for a, at least for the events of the first episode, um, we're to understand Akira and Ryo were childhood friends. So, uh, Ryo comes back into Akira's life, and it's like, oh, come with me, and literally sort of sweeps him off his feet, damsel in distress style takes uh, Akira in like a limousine and proceeds to exposition to him that demons are real and exist and I'm gonna take you to a club and turn you into one, basically. Right, but not mention that that's what I'm gonna do to you. Yes. It was definitely like an experiment, like, if Akira dies, like, oh well. Oh well. Like, yeah. but hopefully this will work out. It was sort of because Ryu understood Akira's sort of kind-hearted nature and his, uh, his tendency to cry for other people and his pure heart is starts like, oh, like his pure heart will overcome the, the demon and that'll allow him to become a devil man for so we can play vigilante and kill other demons, but no one could know about us and we have to kill everyone else involved. But also I have this other plan. I didn't know it's... Ugh. Yeah, and I'm recording it sometimes. <laughs> but not all the time. It was very convoluted and... Sometimes when that happens in an anime, like I said, I don't watch a lot, but sometimes when the plot gets so heavy, I can be at least, I can at least say, oh, well, the animation and the action scenes are really good. So it can keep you so, going despite yeah. not fully understanding. But uh, here it kind of missed it a little bit. Like I was, I mean, obviously I still watched it, but I don't know. There were parts where I was like, this isn't really carrying me through. I guess my question would be is, would we have finished the series if we didn't have to review it? Or if we didn't have it on our list? Like, do you think you guys would have watched it all the way through after, like, episode three or four? I say what it does have going for it is it's nice and short. Ten episodes, 22 minutes a piece. It's not too committal. I definitely would have 
have sought it out on my own if we weren't recording it. Um, if someone suggested it to me, I would probably be like, yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe I'd watch the first episode. Um, but I feel like by, I don't know, maybe like the third or fourth, I'd be like, yeah, not for me. Just mm-hmm. stop watching. I would have needed that closure. I would have watched it yeah, all the way through. That's fair. I'm a fool. <laughs> that's what happened to me with How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> um. Yeah, but overall... Did not enjoy, would not watch again, do not recommend, but also if you've seen it, I'm willing to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was sort of curious to me, because at least with the circles that I keep, uh, I was at least hearing a lot of buzz about it, and I wouldn't say pure recommendations, but enough talk that I was at least interested to seek it out, to see what all the talk was about, and uh, what I what I watched did not reflect what I was hearing about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say something like when I watch DC Universe movies, I don't watch them because I expect them to be good. I mostly watch them so that I can have an opinion and discuss mm-hmm. it with people. Yeah. Because I'm a conceited? Is that the right word? A narcissist? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but no, also, so Akria, like you mentioned before, he's a he's sort of crybaby, uh, wimp, sort of typical dude can't isn't smart or isn't good at sports kind of character and then once the uh the demon amon uh possesses akira his personality completely completely changes it's people who are possessed by demons have increased sex drive uh just eat all the time and want meat and And, uh, aggression and super aggression they're appearance and they become total hotties (laughs) and again in just the idea of suspension of disbelief all of the other characters were like, is that Akira? Yeah, that's Akira. Okay. And then they just move on. I can't believe someone changed so drastically in one weekend. Don't. Don't believe <laughs> yeah, it. That so something's nice. wrong. <laughs> Good thing we know we're in an anime. <laughs> <laughs> but we all now can do the Devil Man run, which is <laughs> sort of cutting through air, swimming through air. <laughs> So if anything, yeah. we, we got that. Really get your arms involved. Unlike that so 2000 and late Naruto run. <laughs> yeah. If you see someone run like Naruto, you're like, oh, wow, that guy's a loser. You see someone run like a devil man. Oh, that guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy fucks. <laughs> yeah. So Akira's staying with um, sort of the, the host family is what I understood it. Like a Christian host family. Yeah. Um, and it's very close friends with uh, Miki, which is part of the family there. And she's also on the track team. Super, super great athlete to the point that she uh, arises jealousy. And a lot of her classmates with how good and perfect she is. Yeah. And just overall, when it came to anything about not the main characters, it just confused me even more. Like, it was almost like they were trying to develop stories that I was not invested in. And they don't wrap up. Um, Miki has an arch rival, Miko, and in Miko's mind, she's always living in Miki's shadow and ends up becoming, becoming a devil woman and is better now than Miki. And it's like, that was random. I'm not really sure how this adds to the story. And then there was the really creepy school teacher who wanted to take pictures of his students in bikinis for... A journalism supposedly and he just ends up dying which his uh, boss was a devil or was a was a demon as well and then 
Why did he want pictures if he was a demon? I don't know. Pay the increased sex drive. <laughs> oh, <know>. duh. <laughs> and then there was the whole other demons knew each other, and Amon had a lover, Silene, and Silene, like, really wanted to have sex with Amon, like, really badly, and that didn't amount to anything either. But then it turned into, it stopped being about wanting to have sex with Amon, and then he's like, I want to beat Amon and overcome him or whatever, and then she becomes frozen in place. It's like, oh, why didn't she kill me? It's like, oh, actually, she was already dying, and the sheer delight of already having defeated you in battle, like, uh, she died fulfilled, is what is how that resolved, actually. <laughs> and okay. just all, yeah, just all of these plots, I was just like, I'm not, I don't care about them. They haven't added to the original plot of why Rio wanted this. Even when, um... And I don't know what's happening. Well, you learn about Akira's mother and father, who were, I guess, involved with demons as well, and I could really care less about them being devoured and eaten and that whole whole arc because we learned nothing of how they relate to the story told thus far or even about them i didn't care if they died yeah it was a lot of like here's this person and now they're dead and you're supposed to be like whoa they just got killed by a demon but but they didn't spend the time to make me invested in that character yeah yeah it was came from that they were killed, not yeah. like, oh, no, I cared about that person, or, Ooh. oh, good, that person deserved to get killed. It was just, this person's dead now. Where it was done a bit better is when the uh, the little kid of the host family, he's he's all about, uh, he really likes Devil Man and stuff. He's, like, literally looking up all this porn <laughs> and stuff to find out everything about the Devil Man. He's like, yeah, I want to be a Devil Man. And then uh, one one day during the, after demons are revealed to the, to the general public, he his appearance has changed quite drastically. I'm like, oh no, kid, this that, isn't how to do it. I thought that was definitely a part where I started to get invested, where the mom runs away with this kid mm-hmm. because she knows that he's a monster, but she's going to protect him because anyway. she's a mother. Um, That's where it was done much better. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. And, and I thought that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh no, like something's going to happen horrible and... Oh god, I'm so stressed. And sure enough, it does. The uh, the nice Christian father, uh, stout in his beliefs, encounters um, encounters his uh, his son and wife in one of the sort of refugee camps, and uh, his son is completely turned into a devil with his wife about half chomped in his in his jaws. <laughs> and he doesn't think like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, son. He just starts crying I... and is like. This, like, oh my god, I can't believe I couldn't protect the people that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're given... And then the government comes in and makes everything better and shoots <laughs> everyone up. <laughs> I also didn't care for Devil Man, like, being the heroic, just beat me up. Oh, he was a terrible hero. <laughs> yeah, as a hero, he didn't, he didn't really succeed. Um, he and he was never... like, uh, you think I'm evil, but if you just beat me up for long enough, like, you'll understand that I'm not trying to hurt you. And then kids go up and, like, hug him, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, problem solved? Nope. <laughs> never mind. Nope. Demons came to fight and ruin this entire moment. Yeah. Probably nothing will come of this. <laughs> but... And then there was Satan. Yes. <laughs> if anything, um... You know. It was either A, poorly executed, or B, a really accurate social commentary on how we try to combat this violence and such in the face of violence just showed the non-aggression and peace and 
um, just how that's how that's met. That's true, yeah. And if we consider, like, demons, the big plot was just that they exist. And then demons trying to exist requires them to eat humans, and that's why we hate them. But demons, I guess, could be just, like, the next level of human, and then humans just become another animal that gets hunted. That's just the way that we treat all of our animals, and we raise them and kill them and blah, blah, blah. Devils or demons could do that to us, and that's what we were so scared of. Which I think, that's a great idea, and there's concepts you can explore there that I think Joe was, like, kind of alluding to before, like, but again, I don't know if that was in the scope of the, um, of the series, uh, ideas, but (laughs) definitely, definitely did not, uh, follow through on that. Yeah, um, so... How would you guys like compare this to your like more f- favorite animes, like animes that you've watched and would list it like your top three? It's definitely one of those series where I'm afraid if people judge this or like, oh, this is why I don't like anime. I'm like, no, this is a terrible example of the the media that I love, and I wish you weren't exposed to this. Before. So, like, if someone were to come up to you and be like, oh, you like anime? I watched oh, Devil Man Cry. I like Devil Cry. That was so freaking weird. I'm like, oh, no, I. <laughs> and not, but to be fair, there are plenty of animes that are really weird that I can enjoy. But I definitely want to get warmed up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, I watched... I was introduced to anime through Toonami on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And so I enjoyed Rurouni Kenshin or Samurai X. But I didn't actually like watch it as a series. It was just on sometimes. So if I were to talk about like my favorites, it would probably be Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Trigun. And then Dragon Ball Z as the classic, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend any of those to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a huge, huge One Piece junkie in the Mm -hmm. sense that part of why I probably explored or seeked out anime as much is because One Piece grabbed me so much as a kid. But since then, I've probably gone on to uh, enjoy more anime, more than One Piece as a result. Key ones being, I really like all the work of, um, oh shoot, I completely forget his name, and all you hardcore fans are going to murder me. It's the um, the same director for uh, Paprika and uh, Paranoia Agent. Um, he does a lot more films as well, which is why I sort of like turning people on to um, his films and not s- so much having... Um, Miyazaki being like the face of anime movies where it's like oh I I know you're familiar with the Disney of Japan but also there's all these really other cool ones you should seek out uh Helsing Ultimate if you want to talk about excessive amounts of gore and blood in Devilman but done really cool and well with cool animation that's that's Helsing Ultimate and I love it (laughs) uh my favorites I mean depending on how you mean favorite I Grew up watching, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Digimon. Um, but then, I guess ones that I actually sought out to watch were, like, Naruto and One Piece. Um, I really fell off of those, like, somewhere in the middle of high school. My friend recently showed me One Punch Man, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I haven't finished it, but if I were to pick a favorite, it would probably be One Punch Man. That's a great herald for, uh, yeah. for... 
either on the cusp, new anime fans, whatever, I love whether they find One Punch Man themselves or I introduce it to them. That's a great ambassador for anime. <laughs> yeah. uh, one show that I totally forgot to mention was Death Note. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think of like Trigun and Death Note, I think of the moral implications of what's going on. Yeah. That's definitely one of the series where it's like, oh, I don't watch anime, but I really love Death Note. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. And so for me, when I watch anime, it's not about the actual animations. It's not about the fight scenes, unlike in Pacific Rim. It's more so like, let's see what we can explore in this universe that might align with morality and politics and philosophy and stuff like that. I get really into those stuff. Yeah. And I think anime is like more the medium where it asks those crazy questions where what if there was a notebook in the war universe that if you're someone's name in it that they died and then let's take it from there and extrapolate yeah. on it. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, like I do get an adrenaline rush when Naruto like does his very first Rasengan and lets the the ding, what's that called? Dagger? Ding, the kunai. The lets the kunai like stab him in the hand just so he could hold on and, like, use it against Kabuto. Like, that got me off, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... That's why I really like One Punch Man. The fight scenes are insane, even though they last one punch. Um, <laughs> but also kind of the... The way it's exploring this guy who's trained his whole... Or it was even a year. That's even funny, too. Well, first off, it's an action-packed, but also very funny anime. I believe it's three... He spends three years straight. Yeah. Just do... It. And his training regimen isn't even that hard. He's like, I did 100 push-ups every day, and then I ran two miles, and I did 100 But you gotta do it every day. <laughs> that's even the hard part. Even when your AC is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And now he's the strongest person on Earth and can beat everybody in one punch. And he's just bored. And he's really upset that now he's this hero. It's not as exciting as he thought he would because he can't be beat. Um, Because he was super pumped up and fired up to defeat monsters and that got him through his regimen. But um, his very passion is what killed it for him. (laughs) Yeah. And in a lot of other animes, like Dragon Ball Z in particular, that's really the only one I can kind of speak on, you have these incredibly overpowered heroes but then they still struggle and fight people just as With strong even, as them. Even crazier villains that they have to struggle and overcome. Yeah, so seeing someone that stronger than that beating their villains with ease and being like, not again, I wanted to fight this guy, but... Uh. <laughs> it definitely makes me think of uh, Infinity War, where um, he's just like, no, let Thanos have his fun. Because he knows, like, Thanos never gets a challenge. And this is, like, in the first five minutes. Where he's like, oh, let's go help Thanos. Like, no, just just let him have a little bit of fun. (laughs) So, I guess we're getting at, like, we kind of, like, implications, whether they're social or moral, in anime. Um, What draws you to anime in particular? Um, well, we touched a bit on the, the fantastical element and then sort of the, um, the social intrigue of it. All that's left are the boobs and the booty. (laughs) I watched, um, I will answer the question eventually, but there was one that was like, this is why I don't watch anime in public. And this guy's on the computer and he starts watching the clip and it's this grandpa and his, like, 16-year-old, like, granddaughter, like, sits on his lap, and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and they cut back to the guy in class and he just slams Slam. his laptop <laughs> against the wall and was like Pretend. I was I was not okay with watching that. Um so that's not what I look for in anime. I will say if that narrows it down. The um when when anime does humor quite well, which a lot of anime do mess up humor, um, when it can translate between cultures and it's like, oh wow, like I'd never see that done in like an American uh, show or script or whatever, I, I think it's hilarious. It's like, no, you gotta watch this crazy just out there like show that like you'd never see in America. That draws me a lot to different shows as well. Um, I'm trying to think of... One example. That is one the of, fist one of the of nose hair. <laughs> I, I really liked uh, on bo 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 bo. This idea of this fantastical humor that does that can translate. There's an episode where bo bo bo's is it his heart or his brain? And like, there's a miniature him on a. His heart. It's his heart, <laughs> and there's a miniature him on like a hamster wheel. And then he's, and everyone thinks it's like what's powering him, but then he steps off and Bobo Bo is fine. And they're like, well, then why are you running on that treadmill? And he's like, to stay fit. Yeah. yeah, they zoom in on the fact that the treadmill or the hamster wheel isn't connected. Like that power uh, <laughs> is just on the side. And he's like, wait, that's not even connected. You're not powering his heart. What are you here for? And he has that response. And it's like, oh, huh. <laughs> What a twist. And I, we almost see that a bit more mirrored in uh, some American shows these days as well. Obviously, uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, pulls a lot of elements from anime. Going again, like if you're familiar with Fooly Cooly, um, that's another one where I absolutely love out there, super comedic. Uh, it's actually getting another season on Toonami. But um, literally, I was going through the, the Avatar wiki, and one of the... Um, little sub notes is like yeah the animators were required to watch fully coolly for oh, like really? inspiration for like the comedic timing and moments i'm like oh, i totally see that reflected and even more recent shows than avatar back in the mid 2000s uh shows like gravity falls star vs. the forces of evil uh steven universe we saw we see a lot of borrowed elements from anime reflected in that so that makes me super excited. Yeah, I think what I look for in anime is probably what I look for in most shows. It's just, for me, it's always going to be a balance of comedy and action mm -hmm. and some drama. And that's usually the order in which I care for things. Mm -hmm. I can watch things that are purely dramatic, but I'm never uh, seeking, it out, seeking it out for myself. And mm -hmm. that's what I look for. It's sort of a happy anime. surprise. It's like, oh, this show that I love for the the action and the comedy. It's like, now that I'm reeled in with that, when they do um, introduce dramatic elements, it makes you sort of care that much more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's definitely why I like uh, Scrubs so much. Oh, yeah. That's not an animated show, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when I'm looking for anime, usually I ask people for opinions. And then I say, like, do you think this is something I would enjoy based on the fact that I have seen this, this, and this? And then they'll be like, no, probably not. And I'll go, okay, and then move on. Just <laughs> judgment. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the, probably the biggest out outcry where uh, anime was sort of back on the radar again was uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I was about to say. Attack on Titan would be one of the ones that is almost all drama. And I was okay with seeing it because there was enough action in it. And I was invested. 
But I didn't watch that until I saw a bunch of like my friends watching it. And once the season was over, I was like, hey, did you guys like that? Do you think I'll like it? And then I went to watch it. Like mm-hmm. it's not, anime would not be my it's never, top of the priority. It's never right? Game of Thrones, yo, let's fall this week by week. I'm on the edge of my seat and sort of wait for the dust to settle to feel out where everyone's opinions on it are. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, I was not like that with Pokemon, but <laughs> that's the other thing. I I mean, obviously they're animes, but I've had this discussion where I wouldn't consider Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! anime for some reason. I think it's just because growing up it was just another cartoon I watched, and I didn't really put it in that category. <laughs> but now that I'm older... They made such a push to Americanize it as yeah. well. It's probably why it it hasn't... Or it doesn't maintain any of its uh, cultural roots, probably because there are none. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should have that very important conversation of sub versus dub. So, did you did you watch Devil Man? Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? I watched it subbed. Really? Interesting. Oh wait, no, did I? No, you're right. I watched it dubbed. But your Netflix the, has subtitles. But I but it might have everything. Okay, so this is already going to share my opinion. Everything I watch will always have subtitles on it because I find I get more out of the dialogue and the context than just like the overall feeling. So I'll always be reading when I watch shows. And so I am a sub guy. But we did also watch a dub because the people around me wanted to listen. Mm -hmm. I watched dub. Uh, Again, I pretty much watched on Cartoon Network and Toonami, which were all dubbed um and that's just what i prefer uh one punch man is not dubbed so i do watch that one subbed and it doesn't really take away from any of it um i do have to like make an effort to watch it though i can't just be okay i'm gonna do homework and put one punch man on yeah i have to look at it so i can understand what's happening just so we don't get absolutely crucified i believe there is a dub but just Ooh. wherever you might be watching I'm wa- it. I'm watching it might, on Netflix, so that might be... They might not have gotten the, the license for yeah. the, for the uh, potentially. Yeah, so the way I'm watching it, the, the dub is not available. But if there is a dub, uh, t- tweet at us, and that way I can watch it while I'm also doing homework. Crucify show, not me. <laughs> um, I myself, I, I watched Devil Man dub. I was told the dub is bad. Watch sub. And I... I took it in consideration and ignored it. <laughs> but what I do for most other media is um, I see if the dub, if it does exist, and I seek out, is the dub good? And I feel out everyone's reactions based off that. Um, just because during like those early, early stages of Toonami when like Naruto and One Piece were still out and like you're a little kid and you want to binge watch more and like, what? There's more episodes available? But like, whoa, what? They're in Japanese? And... That's what just turned my brain on to subtitles from there to the point where I can't watch One Piece unless it's subbed because, like, that's the characters and voices for me. And it's like, unless I'm hearing those, um, those Pavlovian like voices, it's yeah. not the real characters and this isn't the true source material or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely shows where I strictly have to watch subbed. Um, but there are other shows that I can watch dubbed. There are rare ones that I have to watch dubbed. I think Dragon Ball Z would be the only one that I have to watch dubbed because when I watched it subbed, like the voices were so high pitched in my mind, yeah. and I wasn't used to it. 
But aside from that, I I definitely need to watch Naruto subbed because one main reason is when they translate it, they also make choices to like adjust the culture yeah. of it to, to for it to fit better that's another thing that i'll seek out if um a dub exists i'm like does it maintain the the heart of the show basically yeah. well uh, in one piece they have a, a very specific word mm-hmm. that they kept dubbing and making wrong was it family what was that? um oh yes yeah. so <laughs> what a, a lot of the the fan subtitlers will do is um they chose not to translate Nakama, which is like comrade or family or whatever, because they felt it like, oh, um, like the word comrade or family or friend doesn't truly like uh, translate over into English, which is in my older years, is, it's, it's BS. Friend and comrade, it's fine. Friend and comrade are fine. The comma is a dumb word and you're dumb if you still use it. <laughs> Wait, and you were worried about getting crucified? And- yeah. No, yeah, I am and I still... Take. I still uh, promote this this view to like not want to be crucified. It's if you're still using Nakama, just get over yourself, please. Um, speaking of One Piece, that reminds me of something else that sometimes animes have to do when they're um, shown in America. Um, I f- I guess you can like kind of get away with more in uh, Japanese TV, or it's marketed to a different audience here. So in One Piece specifically, one of the characters, Sanjay, in the in the American version, he has a lollipop. Oh, that's the, the that is the dreaded four kids yeah. dub, which we do not speak of. <laughs> and then um, in the actual anime and in the manga, he it's has a, a cigarette. cigarette. And so I didn't realize how weird it was until someone pointed it out. But like, there's scenes where he's about to get in a fight, and he'll put the lollipop down and like step on it like a cigarette, <laughs> or like he'll inhale from like his yeah. head leans back. I'm like, why is he? <laughs> And I was like, that's weird, but whatever. And then uh, one of my roommates in college told me, no, it's a cigarette. And I was like, that makes so much more sense. So that's another um, example of does the dub maintain the heart of the show? I actually, because I saw the lollipop first, loved the idea that this really tough guy was so secure about himself that, that, he, could he, that he could just suck a lollipop whenever he wanted and no one and everyone would think that he's still as tough as he yeah. is. So I loved the idea and hated, or was mildly upset, I didn't actually hate, the idea that he was just smoking the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But the lifestyle that he lives, I'm totally okay with him smoking because he's <laughs> definitely going to die way before old age. But it's funny, <laughs> even even when there are those just butchering of the source materials that we got localized here in America, the communities will still like run away with that sort of stuff and it'll be ongoing. Like We're still talking about it when that came out in like, what, early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Or like that pirate rap song for the theme song of One Piece. Oh, you that... mean the first song on my iPod? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, even to the point that the source material can make fun of it. So in the, the real dub of One Piece, the Funimation dub, and not the four kids with the lollipop, um, there's a point in the series where Sanji sort of has a, um, an imposter or doppelganger sort of thing. So what do they do but try their best to impersonate the original voice actor's voice? For Sanji, for this imposter character, like, hey, what are you talking about? I'm the real Sanji. <laughs> and in the most recent arc of One Piece, Sanji has a, a mirror image who's sucking a lollipop. <laughs> it's pretty great. That's always I'm fun. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. 
Um, one show that I totally forgot to mention, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, uh, yeah. Another uh, favorite of mine. Other fantastic that I'll readily recommend to non-anime watchers. Yeah, <laughs> I can definitely watch that both subbed and dubbed. I, like, that's just one of those where I'm in it for the story, mm-hmm. and it, that's rare for me. I'm usually in it for character development and, um, dialogue, but this one I'm, like, okay with either or. But, yeah, if something interests you and you're hearing the fringe sort of outlying uh, outliers and you might not know much about it, maybe do what Alex does and uh, after the, if the dust has settled on the series, try to infer what the, the consensus is, if that's something that would interest you. Um, yeah, I would definitely say for anime, different than a bunch of other shows I watch, I definitely do a lot of research before getting into a show when it's anime. When it's not, I can, I'm willing to watch a season of something and then decide whether I like it or not. Probably a season is too long, but I do it anyway. Again, closure is very necessary for me. But yeah. Um, especially before seeking out the super weird stuff, maybe form more of an opinion on the, the generally accepted good series like um, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Make sure it's Brotherhood, not the original Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, or Death Note, and like if those type of series, like, whoa, I never even thought that we could explore this type of cool stuff in media. Like, I want to seek out more of it and then find something that aligns with that. Yeah, see if anime is for you. Definitely ease your way into anime. Don't yeah. find a random one and start watching it. Do your research. That's basically my yeah. standpoint. Yeah, you, you kind of want to dip your toe into this one. You don't want to just be like, Oh, uh, I can't think of one off the top. Devil of Man Crybaby. Yeah. Oh, Devil Man Crybaby. That's I'm sure, uh, you know, a good. That was that was not a toe dipping series. What the <laughs> heck was that thing? I forgot we were talking about it. That's right? how forgettable it is. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next week when we talk about Thirteen Reasons Why and mental health awareness. If you liked us, find us on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore bald men. And find us on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much again. And if you were driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time. <laughs>